want to help people out. I'm really more focused on you because you just did the thing that I did at 33 in a different world that's much more conducive to doing it better than I did it. Yeah, exactly. And I know the last episode, we shared our personal stories on that. And because you're catching me as I'm in the process of it, it's amazing because you're not only helping me, but everybody else in my position. And talking about this episode, we kind of coined it the the stuck pandemic. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. Which is like a, a universally shared feeling of being stuck. Did COVID reset that for them? Like it because then we talked about that. What'd you call it? Autopilot. Right? Oh, oh what, universal autopilot. autopilot. Yeah. When COVID hit, it sort of stopped that. So, yeah. And took away the sort of the the carrot, you know, mm-hmm. there was a stick and this carrot was like you're having fun, you know, like your 20s, you're partying, you're with your friends. It's like college. It's friend. It's like friends. And it's, and it's, I it's to show friends. Yeah. I lived through it, too. Like being in it, being an autopilot, you don't realize how things aren't serving you mm-hmm. because and I think that might be how it works. But, yeah, we all were just participating in in that system and on autopilot. You know, you go to your job. Ah, the job sucks. Can't wait till happy hour. Five o'clock. When is it? Five o'clock. OK, happy hour. You know, whatever. Like, yeah. let's go to the beach because we're in L.A. Or right. it was always I'm planning my trip to Cancun. <laughs> Yeah. Like, or the Airbnb on the week. It was always just, right. it was living for, it was living for the off hours of work. Right. Like it was like, that's why you work so you can have fun. But I don't think it has to be that binary. And, right. and yeah, like, so I think I felt it before the pandemic. It, it felt like everyone wasn't that happy with their jobs or everyone was just right. looking for something else, something more. They were still finding it. Right. Pandemic happened. And I think we all had a lot of time to sit back and think and really have to face the reality of what was going on. And it took a time. It took a process. And, you know, some it wasn't immediate for everyone. And of course, we saw like on TikTok people doing their hobbies and stuff. That's yeah, yeah, great. It's cool. But part of why we're doing this podcast is to show people it's not just like go broke and do your your art project. It's like. No, right. If. If that's what your passion is, like we want to show you how you can make it financially work and not feel like you're giving everything away, which we we said, you know, we've set that all up. Well, but- we, we can show you how if you make 40, 60, 80, 100,000 dollars, whatever it is, you're probably making 20, 40, 60 dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. And after taxes and after you pay your rent, like you're not making anything. Yeah. It's like insane. You, you went to college and you paid $100,000 so you could make 30, 40 dollars an hour. Oh, yeah. Like that's insane. And to have somebody tell you what to do. And to be miserable about and it. And to be miserable in the majority of your life, right. like, right? Like right. 40 hours a week. And then to try to get to the next level of getting the next VP job and, you know. and The, the ladder, uh, the corporate ladder. It's like so stupid. And it's like, again, there are a small percentage of people that will really benefit from that and love that. And they just love being in that situation. Sure. So and we're not like, knocking anyone that, no, no, no. hey, if you love that. And I was a public accountant. There's a place for that. After three years, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to be a partner. That's like the same. But yeah. Like, killing themselves and they're all stressed out all the time. But it's about like being honest with yourself and that self-awareness. So I think, yeah, the pandemic made us have a radical self-awareness about where we're at. So now that we're kind of crawling ourselves out of it, I feel like this stuck pandemic, it's now shifted to this. It's like now everyone has faced it and they realize it and everybody is talking about it, how they're not happy. So the cool part about this is we're going to show you how to retreat a little bit from the money standpoint, manifest your 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 passion, and then launch whatever you really want to do. And 
I guarantee you, you're going to make more money long-term. You're going to be more abundant, either economically, emotionally, whatever. But I know you can make more money long-term. Maybe short-term, you take a little hit. But long-term, you're going to make more money if you're actually following your passion and figuring out your passion as it as it intersects with what you're really good at. Yeah. Like what you love usually coincides with what you're good at. Or sometimes you can take what you're good at and make a little money on the side and then follow your passion. But their passion eventually, if you stay with it and don't quit, and that's a tough road, can lead you to a lot more money than your linear job. Yeah. Again, right? So I'm just saying if you reverse the order, you're following your abundance and then you're giving up some freedom for that abundance and you're giving up some passion for that abundance if you flip it around and go freedom first with a passion. You get to your passion by having freedom. You need enough time to do it. Then the abundance will follow, right? Yeah. But like you had something really interesting where you were talking about, and I have lots of examples of people that have followed their passion in weird ways and made ridiculous amounts of money. So yeah. I have evidence of that thing I just said. I have a lot of evidence around that. But the cool thing about what you were talking about before, you have, you keep saying all the time, oh my God, every, like we're at this place called Second Home, which is a really cool uh, co-working, co-working space, space in Hollywood. And everyone you talk to, like the guy just quit who was like the bartender here and he's said, screw it, I'm going to follow my music. And like everyone you talk to has the same issue. And you had one friend that's in her 20s saying, oh my God, it's over. I'm like, what did she say? Like, Yeah, I have. Well, yeah. And not just her, a couple of friends, you know, that are too a little bit younger, they feel like it's already too late. Like they've already. I'm 63 and it's like, <laughs> I'm still doing it. Like, screw that. Yeah. I thought that in my 40s. That's what I like. I had like almost, again, a second nervous breakdown because I thought it was over. Oh, and yeah. I thought like I was 47 and I screwed up and I didn't follow my passion and then bing it a bang it a boom it or whatever. It's like, now I'm like, back and just a whole weird series of events, which again, everybody who's ever made a lot of money, all these guys, it's always a weird series of events, but it takes that first step. Of having your eye on that prize the, of your, what your moonshot dream is. What is that? Yeah. 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 And it takes a little bit of time to do it. Yeah. yeah. Figure it out. And I think, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about is like, what are some of the signs and symptoms of being stuck if it's not so obvious for you? Like, Maybe it wasn't so clear as day as it was for you and for me. And like going into that, like for me, one of the biggest massive signs for me was burnout. And I know there's a lot of talk about that right now. I mean, it it got to the point that like I was going to this job that was paying, you know, decent money, but I would, you know, get my coffee in the morning mm-hmm. and I was so jealous of the baristas. I was so jealous. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because. They were doing it was it. I was jealous of anyone who was doing anything other than what I was doing. That's awesome. Like I'd see someone walking a dog and I'd be like, man, that would be so much better than today. You know, because like at least I wouldn't have to go do this. Right. And like if you really sit with that, I mean, it will slap you in the face, but it's so easy to get into an autopilot of convincing yourself of rationalizing oh God, why had, you got to stay in that I had pattern. Quarterly financials to do with the SEC reports and the blah 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 reports, and I'm like, who's reading this shit? And the company's not creating any more value, and all we're doing is checking boxes. And we should all be, we should all be working on creating more value for shareholders and for the company versus checking boxes and running numbers and going, oh, we're running out of cash. We need some more cash. But like, okay, that's important, but that's not the game. Yeah. Right. And I was like, this is ridiculous. 
just felt like you were playing someone else's game that wasn't helping anyone. And you were also miserable. I was so radical that everybody had, like this was back when PCs first came out and they were all, this company was all mainframes. I bought a Mac because the Mac was the only one that you could actually do real Excel on because it had enough memory. And I started doing projections where I was, I, I built a little model that I could project any outcome for the company. And so they, they were like, holy shit. Like, and I go, yeah, like, just give me a couple scenarios. And I'd punch it in and I would show them the outcome right then. I go, they go, okay, we're going to increase sales. I go, well, then you're going to run out of cash. Well, well, no, we're increasing sales. We're going to have more. That's going to be, no, because you're working capital, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh my God, your system does that. I go, yeah. And that's, I built a whole company around just forecasting, which people do that now pretty regularly. And at the board meeting or any strategic meeting, they made me pack up the Mac the Apple computer and bring it and bring a printer and they would sit there and talk about stuff and they say, hey, Mark, uh, we're going to increase five head count and six sa- the sale and blah, blah, blah. And I go, boop, 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 boom. Yeah, it's this. And they're like, holy shit. It was like instantaneous. Whoa. Right. And they were like, whoa. You know, so I bought a whole company. I liked doing that. That was so much fun, right? Yeah. And it was like mo- financial modeling. That was fun, right? It was yeah. Cool, right? You didn't wake up feeling miserable. Like, right. I like it had an outcome. Like yeah. you're going to change what you're doing based upon the numbers I just ran you versus a balance sheet of that was happened like six months ago that no one gives a shit about. So yeah, I feel like there's the obvious sign of literally being burnt out. And we know what that, that feels like. That's major. Unhappy. Yeah. You get into the college and you're excited about that. And then you get into grad school and you're excited about that. And then you go to your first job and you're excited. And then you get there and you're like, you go to your cubicle or you go to something you're like, is like, really? I, this is it. This is it. Yeah. This is it. And then every day when you come home, you're stuck in traffic and you're like, is this is it? And then you're fighting to get, and you're fighting with everybody else to get to where you're going. And that's why this, the COVID was cool because they, they showed that people could actually be way more productive, you know. At home. Yeah. Look, yeah. Elon look Musk called his people back in, particularly to Tesla because you got to build cars, right? So there is some of that where they have to go back in. And there's some benefit to going in and having, you know, you do want to meet people. Yeah, the camaraderie, your team. Right, right. Yeah. But again, it doesn't have to be in such strict parameters. You're, you know? you're, it's the 80-20 rule. 80% of your job it takes 20% of your time. Mm. And that's when you get nuts and you're like, you get burned out because you don't feel like you're getting, you're like swimming upstream. Yeah. Right. But then I think there's the less obvious signs that I kind of talked about in the last episode when I was telling about my story, you know, it was very sneaky in how it manifested, but it's things like, you know, how I said that I had my passions and things that I was like, oh, I'll do it. You know, this is how I make my money. And then I'll use my money to like, Mm -hmm. you know, do the things that I like, but it didn't work out that way because I wasn't passionate about the work I was doing. It left me so drained. Right. So I feel like that's one of the things. So if you're someone out there that isn't sure whether or not you need to make a move. Because I I mean, that might be the case. There might be people listening that they're like, is that me? But like, I'm okay. I'm fine. Like, I'm happy with my job. But I like my challenges to, to anybody listening is to really sit with it and listen to like that inner voice. Like, what are some of the sneakier signs that you might be stuck without even knowing it? Some examples might be like, you know, yeah, feeling exhausted at the end of the day. Yes, you're going to be exhausted after having a day at work, but like, what does that exhaustion feel like? Is it, you know what I mean? Right. But I think that, so let's balance this out too, because mm-hmm. you keep driving down that because that was personal to you, but not everybody has that. 
Yeah. Right. So like, I think that you, you and me, particularly you and when your story is you do five years into it, but you have a high capacity to take on the pain. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. So, I do have a high so, pain tolerance. Right. So you drove yourself to be physically ill or sick or unhappy or exhausted like a 60 year old going through or 50 year old going. And we want to make sure that that's not our audience isn't just that. We don't want them to get that. Of course. We want them to figure that out before they get to there. And the thing that hit me wasn't that at all. I wasn't going through that kind of stuff because I was just basically unfulfilled Mm -hmm. and unhappy. I wasn't burned out. It was easy what I was doing. I was unfulfilled. I was like, is this it? Like, what the hell? And I thought, what do I love to do and how do I love to do it? And how can Mm -hmm. I combine the things I love to do in something new? Yeah. So I think that we need to... To talk about and when you're stuck, you're going to be like you or you or me. We both had sort of some level of exhaustion, and and that. But the hopelessness or the thing that's important is, like your friend said, like I feel like it's passed me by. That's because you just focused on the fact that the avenues that you have available to you aren't leading you to your dream. And what you do, you just have you have to make a new road. Like the thing that the way you get unstuck is realize that there is something new that you have to create. You have to create your own pathway. You have to create your own road. You have to create your own world. Mm-hmm. If you're stuck in this world and the pathways aren't good for you and you're trying to fix the pathways or trying to figure out which path, it's not going to work. So how does somebody know if they are stuck. And what if they're not sure they're stuck? What are some ways they can come to that conclusion that they need to pivot well, in I their liked, life? I liked what the the guy who was running the kitchen or bartender here said to you. That's a really good one. He was like, screw it. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Yeah. I am. I'll never get to And what your friend said, the same thing. I'll never get to what I'm doing this way. Mm -hmm. When you suddenly realize that the trajectory that you're on is not to your moonshot, it's to somebody else's moonshot. Somebody else's moonshot is the financial services stuff we're talking about or your parents' moonshot. It's somebody else's thing that you're doing. And you got to figure out your moonshot. And what that means is you have to step back and go, I want to create something that doesn't exist. Like if you're in music, I want to create music that doesn't exist. I want to create, I want to figure out how to sell it a different way. Right. Like all of those guys, Uber, I want to do a taxi a different way. I want to do something a different way. And there's so many ways we've limited ourselves by the pathways that exist. It's crazy. Like the feeling is so different. The feeling of starting out in the field that I wasn't supposed to be into, that was a very different feeling than the way I feel now. This is like, this is hard and it's very like dangerous. Yeah, but even though but you love it. exactly. So I don't wake up feeling like, oh man, like, oh, I can't wait till the day's over. I wake up feeling excited about the possibilities. Right. You know, excited but it's that scary I get too. Yeah, but it's actually it's not as scary as being miserable with no with no pathway out. Right. That was worse. Right. I don't like that and that's the God honest truth is is that was scary, right? That was even more scary. That was more scary than the scary scaredness that you have right now of not knowing where you're going. A hundred percent. Because you knew where you were going and you hated it 
and now you don't know where you're going and you love it. Yeah. And that's what you wanted to say. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what that's when you know you're stuck. Right. When you know exactly where you're going and you hate it and you'd rather go somewhere else without knowing where the it is. And that's the passion that you have. And that's when exactly you know you answered the question. That's when you're stuck. Yeah. Because you know where you're going and you can't stand it. I knew where I was going and I couldn't stand it. I knew what the next day was going to look like and I did not want to know what the next day looked like. Right? Yeah. This is brilliant. This is perfect. <laughs> this is exactly, you answered the question. Yeah, yeah. Like, And and it looks different for everybody. Like you said, there's a no, million that, different ways. But that, that. That's, that's universal. The yeah. Yeah. That thing where you go, you know what the next day is going to look like, everybody has a different mm-hmm. version of that, but it's but the it, same thing. The same thing that you disguise and that's what it. You're looking for that yeah. one thing, which is a common thing, and you just gave it to us. Yeah, you're brilliant. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so, like the unbelievable thing is, you know, you're stuck when you're more terrified about staying where you're going on the pathway you're going, and you know what's going to happen next, which should be less. It should be more less terrifying. Yeah, that should be comforting. That should right? be comforting. And that's more terrifying than actually saying, screw it. I'm going to go this other pathway and not knowing and being so happy you're going down there, even though that should be more terrifying. Mm-hmm. And that's actually more enjoyable and more fun. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the thought of it got gave me complete peace. Yeah. And it's it's so strong. It like it's like it slapped me in the face. It was so powerful. So the next episode, we're gonna roll into how you can do what you did and what I did, and how we could help you figure out, start to start to figure out. Okay, how do you transition, quit, whatever you're gonna do, transition into following that pathway, and really creating your own world. This is about creating a new world that's your world that you create, which is basically. From all the spiritual, metaphysic, hermetic, anything is your your gift from God or your gift from spirit is your ability to create a world that's yours within the world that yeah, exists. Yeah, having autonomy over your world. Freedom, yeah. abundance, and passion. That's the gift. Love it. Route. Amazing. Well, I think that was an excellent episode. And to officially wrap it up. That's our wrap up. This has been Kristen Espinosa. Mark Modica. And this is Moon Shooting Mission Control signing off. Signing off. (laughs)